Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. You to have your Bibles. I want to get right into this. Happy Resurrection Easter morning to you and your families. I trust that you are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord right there in your home. Amen. As I've been saying for weeks now, make your church uh, place uh, an altar, place of worship. Make your home a, a like the church, a place of worship, a place where you can worship God. You know, he said, where any two of you are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So turn your home into an, an, an altar. Make that your place of worship while you're there, praise God. And I trust that this message will be a tremendous blessing to you. Victory over death by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Victory over death by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we pray God's blessing upon you and your family, and we believe God for the best, that you have favor with God, and man, and everything that you're setting your hands to do prospers in Jesus' name. I want you to look with me at Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. We're talking about Jesus' uh, victory over death by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Victory over death. Jesus has defeated death. And uh, if Jesus defeated death, death couldn't hold him down. It can't hold you and I down. No sickness, no disease, no virus. Praise God. Death had to bow its knee to him. Amen. He got up on the third day and he said, all power has been given unto me both in heaven and earth. And behold, I give you the power to tread upon scorpions and serpents and nothing by any means shall hurt harm you. He said, even the spirits will be subject unto us through the name of Jesus. So because he rose from the dead and he's victorious, we celebrate that victory in our lives. Anything dead, praise God, you have a right for it to be raised up. Whether it's your finances, your home, your marriage, not just, not just resurrection from, from the dead, from a grave, anything that's dead. The Bible says God who quickeneth the dead and called those things that be not as though there were. God makes alive dead things. He called things that be not as though they were. And so, praise God, uh, we celebrate this victory. And I want you to look at this in Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. Look with me at verse 1 through 7. And upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, or what is called the grave, bringing spices and they had, that they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away, from the grave of the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men, the angels of God, stood by in shining garment. And as they uh, were afraid and they bowed down their face to the earth, they said unto them, listen to this phrase, why seek ye the living among the dead? Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Thank God Jesus rose from the dead. And when Peter and Mary and all the disciples came out and it was voice of war. They was looking for him and 
seeking him and the angels spoke this prophetic word. Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Risen from what? Risen from the grave. Victory over sin, sickness, disease, everything that Satan threw at him, praise God. Everything that Satan caused as a result of Adam's sin to come on mankind, sickness, disease, poverty, any type of sickness. We've been talking about the coronavirus, but it's more than that. Cancer, leukemia, it doesn't matter. Thank God he bore it in his own body. He became a curse for you and I on the cross, according to Galatians, the third chapter. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, verse 13, being made a curse for us. He was made a curse, sickness, disease, poverty, everything as a result of Adam's sin. Jesus became that on the cross. He bore sickness in his body. He bore poverty. The Bible says we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich for our sake, he became poor, that through his poverty we might, have, might be rich. And that word rich just means amply supplied. That don't mean you're going to have a million dollars. It means you'll have more than enough to pay your bills and invest in the kingdom of God. Praise God. Everything as a result of Adam's sin was laid on Jesus. Praise God. Surely he had borne our grief. He, he was wounded for our transgressions. He, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with this stripes we are healed. And he took all of that on himself, praise God. And he went to that cross. And after three days and three nights, suffering the penalty of death for Adam's high treason, the Bible says early that Sunday morning, they came to the grave looking for Jesus, praise God. And the angels of God met them. They saw the stone or the tomb was empty. And he said, why seek ye the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He's risen from the grave. So that's the first point I want to bring out here. It's just so simple. This thing, and I'm not knocking anyone this morning. I know there are people, you know, still social distancing, probably not doing that, but uh, he's not in the graveyard. I know people have sunrise service. God bless you. If that's how you want to celebrate, go to the graveyard and sing. But why seek ye the living among the dead? He is alive. Hallelujah. He's not dead. He's not in the grave. Hallelujah. He's been raised up. And the Bible says he ascended to the right hand of the father and sat down. Praise God. Victorious over sin, sickness, disease and Satan himself. And he's given you and I the victory. That's why we celebrate this morning. So wherever you go seeking him, he says, don't go seeking the living among the dead. Look at this statement. It's in the form of a question. Why? Seek ye the living among the dead. They said Jesus is not in the grave. Praise God. He's not. He's not in the grave. Even those that we have buried, our loved ones that were believers, that believed in Jesus, received Jesus as Lord of the life. They're not even in the grave. What? That's just their body. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, praise God. And I want you to know, praise God, we might have laid that body in a graveyard, but their spirit, if they were born again, went into the presence of Jesus. And when the Lord himself descended from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, the Bible says, then the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible. And God's going to bring their spirit with them. And simultaneously, their body is going to be glorified along with ours changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And so shall we ever be with the Lord, praise God. So we can celebrate, thank God, that we serve a living God. 
That's the difference between our God and all other gods. He's alive. Amen. Praise God. I mean, you can talk about Buddha. You can talk about uh, Muhammad. You can talk about Mr. Moon, Hare Krishna, all these other personalities. But what separates Jesus from them is he is alive. None of them was raised from the dead. Not, not in their lifetime. They died and they stayed in the, in the tomb. But thank God Jesus was raised the third day. Why seek ye the living from the He's not here. He's risen. Now, look at this. I want to show you something that is so very important. And this statement here, Jesus, resurrection then, is the cornerstone of our faith as believers. Jesus' resurrection, think about it, is the cornerstone of our faith as a believer. That's why, you know, it separates them from all other religions, praise God, all other ways. It's the cornerstone, the fact that he rose from the dead, that he conquered death, hell, and the grave. That's the cornerstone, praise God, for uh, our faith as believers, praise God, because he lived, I can live. Because he conquered sickness, I can conquer sickness. Because he conquered death, I can conquer death. Are you listening to me? Because when he was raised up, the Bible says we were raised up together with him Ephesians 2 verse 6 and God made us sit together with him in heavenly places so you begin to identify with the death burial and the resurrection of Jesus because he was raised up then thank God I'm going to get raised up he was glorified when Jesus returned we're going to be glorified we're going to get a glorified body we begin to identify with him praise God he was raised up and made to sit together as John asked I'm seated with him in heavenly places so you begin to identify with Jesus' resurrection. That's why we have hope. That's why we have expectation about his soon coming. Because he conquered all of that. And he said, if I go away, I'll come again. That where I am, there you may be also, praise God. So we expect his soon return. We expect, praise God, his coming. And then that's just what separates uh, Jesus from all other religions, if you please, or whatever, praise God. That's the cornerstone of our faith is his resurrection. Now, you know, we use this scripture, Romans 10, 9. Look at this as believers. Look at this. They said, why seek you to live in among the dead? He is alive. He's not here. Why seek you to live it among the dead? He is alive, praise God. Now, look at this. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart, watch this, that God has raised him from the dead, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's how we get born again. That's the very cornerstone of believing that I'm, a, I'm saved and I'm born again. What? I believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead. He's not dead. He's alive. But he's dead to you if you don't receive him. He comes alive when you receive him as Lord and Savior, praise God. It's not just confessing Jesus as Lord. It's believing in your heart. You can say Jesus is Lord and not even believe what you're saying. But when you believe in your heart that he is alive, the angel said, praise God. He's been raised from the dead. Why seek you to live in among the dead? When you confess that, hallelujah, believe in your heart, thou shalt be saved. That word saved is the same Greek word soteria. It means healed. It means delivered. It means brought into a safe and sound position. It means prosperity, praise God. So that's the whole, that's how we enter into uh, uh, this salvation as believers. 
With the heart, man, believe it, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Believe what? What do you believe in your heart? That God raised Jesus from the dead. You got to believe that with your heart. It's not just saying it with your mouth. He's alive, praise God. And we believe that God has raised him from the dead. And we thank God that now he lives in you and I. And because he lived, I can live. Amen. The Bible says, whosoever believeth in him shall have everlasting life. That's the same word, Zoe, non-ending. The very life of God, the very life that's inside of God. It's everlasting, meaning that this body might die, this body might decay, but my spirit will dwell in the presence of Jesus forever. Why? I believe God raised him from the dead. So that, that belief is the very cornerstone. Of every Christian around the world, praise God. That's the thing we hold on to. That is our, our, that what gives us our hope. Christ in us, our hope of glory, praise God. And so that's so exciting to know. And listen, if you're not saving, if you're not born again, if you haven't made him Lord of your life, I want you to know, I'm not going to argue with you about this or that and what you believe. I'm just going to tell you what Jesus said. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Amen. And so if you want to know the way his name is Jesus and at any time, any moment, you can pray that prayer. You can confess Jesus as Lord in your, uh, of your life. And if you believe God has raised them from the dead, that's just not something we do on Easter Sunday morning. We believe this and live by resurrection power every day of our life. Amen. That's the cornerstone of our faith. Paul himself said, I want to know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his I want to know about that resurrection power that lived Jesus from the dead. How it can live and dwell in my mortal body. That's a, that's a lifestyle. Praise God. That's a way of living now. So we can celebrate Easter if you're born again every day. Not just on this Sunday morning. Because we don't have to seek the living among the dead because we know that he is alive. Now I want you to look at Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. We're talking about victory over death by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when we talk about death, I want you to expand, I'm going to expand your definition of death. We're not just talking about physical death because someone say, well, Christians die. We are talking about death in its full sense. We're talking about physical and spiritual death. And we'll talk about this in a minute. Spiritual death means separation from God. If you don't know Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you can be breathing. But sin, because sin is in your life and you haven't received Jesus as your Lord, it, separ it spiritually separates you from God. When God created Adam... He gave him this command. He said, every tree of the garden thou may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely what? Die. Well, when he ate of that forbidden fruit, did he fall dead physically? No. He lived almost 900 and something years. So what was he talking about? He was talking about spiritual death, separation from God. That's what sin does. It separates us from God. When Adam sinned, it separated him from God. Praise God. His spirit was, 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 was Satan became the Lord of his life, the God of this world. Sin was lodged in his spirit. Sickness, disease, death, all of that that came with death. Praise God. Those are manifestations of the sin and death. All of that 
hurricanes, uh, sickness, disease, everything bad began to come on the earth as a result of sin. And Jesus came, who was called the second, or if you please, the last Adam, and he, he passed the test that that first Adam failed, praise God. And he became sin for us. And when he became sin for us on that cross, it did the very same thing it did to Adam. It separated him from God. I'm going to show you this in the scripture. That's why he cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? What you mean forsaken me? Sin, when he was made to be sin for us, he was separated from God, praise God. And when he was separated from God, his, his spirit, thank God, he, he remember, he bore our sins, but he didn't commit sin. And so a righteous man went into hell. A righteous man paid the price for our sin. He didn't commit sin. It was a mystery hid in God. It was a trap, and Satan didn't even know it. And so for three days and three nights, uh, a righteous man that had never sinned was in the pit of hell, paying the price for your sin, and my sin, he was separated from God. But after three days and three nights, when the courts of justice was satisfied, God spoke into the earth, loose him and let him go. And this, that quickening spirit, the same spirit he committed into the hands of the Father, came down through the earth, quickened and made alive this mortal body. And he was born again in the very pit of hell. He spoiled principalities and spoiled powers, praise God, and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And once he was born again, the first born again, from back from death, to life, praise God. He was separated from God. Same thing happened to Adam. But thank God he was reconnected to his father and he was raised from the dead and came up out of that tomb and proclaimed all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And he ascended back to the right hand of his father. That's called the gospel, people. That's the good news of the gospel. The death burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Death couldn't hold him. You'll see it more from the scripture. So with that in mind, let's, let's look at it from the scripture. Look at, look at Revelation chapter 1. Revelations chapter 1. And I want you to look with me at verse 17 and 18. Now remember the angels proclaimed, why seek ye the living among the dead? He's not here, he's risen. Now this is Jesus when John seen him on the Isle of Patmos. His very words are spoken. Uh, verse 17, Re Revelations. Uh, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, for I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth but was dead. See, I was dead. Mm -hmm. He was separated from God, but thank God he overcame death, hell, and the grave. And he said, behold, I'm alive for how long? Evermore. Amen. And I have, watch this, the keys of hell and of death. Oh, my God. I have the keys of hell and I have the keys to death. When in order to have the keys to hell to kill the, and the keys to death, and we're going to talk about it. You got to go to hell to get the keys. If you got my keys and my keys at my house, you can't get my keys unless you come to my house. And so I want you to know this is what religion don't talk about. When Jesus' body died on that cross, his spirit was ushered in the very pit of hell. I'll show it to you from the scripture. Acts 2.24, Acts 2.27 says his soul was not left in hell. 
Someone said, you mean to tell me Jesus went to hell? If he didn't, you got to go. Because he went for you and I. The penalty for sin was, was hell. It was death. And Satan was a merciless hater, murderer, that every man that had, when Adam said it came upon every man, and every man was, 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 was doomed and destined to hell. But thank God Jesus came and went in Satan's domain, defeated him after three days and three nights, and took the keys of death and hell. What you mean the keys of death? You don't have to die now unless you choose to die. Someone said, you mean I can live forever? I'm not talking about physically living forever. I'm talking about being separated from God. That's what, listen, what caused a man to fear physical death is when he's separated from God. Because the Bible says the sting of death is sin. Death don't, have, death don't have no sting unless you ain't saved. Believers, it ain't even called a sting. It's called sleep. They that sleep in Jesus. We should not all sleep, but we're going to be chained. And I want you to know, if you're not born again, praise God. You, you, Jesus got the key of death and to the grave. In other words, you don't have to be spiritually separated anymore. Now you have a choice. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life that both thou and thy seed after thee may live. So we got a choice because Jesus defeated hell and death. And I don't have to die. I don't have to go to hell. But I got to choose to accept him, praise God. Woo, glory be to God. That's good news. I'm going to tell you right now, salvation is simple. And someone say, well, I just can't serve a God that'll just, just, just send people to hell like that. Listen, if you go to hell, it's because you made your own reservation. Because Jesus went for you, paid the price, so you didn't have to go. You got to choose him. And the Bible says he got the keys. And worse, he came up out of that tomb. And he said, I can lock up death and I can lock up hell. No one has to go here because all power being given to me. Choose me and you can live. That's what resurrection morning is all about, praise God. So I, I like that. I like that. He said, I got the key. When you got the key, that means you can lock and unlock stuff. The devil don't have uh, only, the only power he have is that, that you give him. You have the power to choose now. No man have to die without God or be spiritually separated from God. So this is what I want you to see here in this statement. Jesus then died both physically and spiritually on the cross. Now I've just spent time explaining that to you. Jesus died both physically and spiritually. In other words, spiritual separation on the cross. If it was just his physical body dying and his physical body being beaten and is a physical strife, then any prophet could have paid the price. There were many prophets that were crucified for their witness for God. Anyone, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, any of those could have paid the price. Moses, it was just physical death. No, but the difference between Jesus, his spirit was separated from God. Not just his physical, but not only did he die spiritually, his spirit was separated from God. All those Old Testament saints were not even born again. Are you listening to me, praise God? The Bible says that when Adam sinned, sin passed upon all men. That means Moses couldn't pay the price. Abraham couldn't pay the price. Uh, 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 Elijah, Elisha, Obadiah, Isaiah. None of the Old Testament. Why? Because they were born into sin. And it had to be the spotless, untainted blood 
of the Lamb of God. This blood had to be pure. And so only Jesus, praise God, by becoming a man like you and I, becoming a human being, no one killed him. He laid down his life. He said, no man don't take my life. It's mine to lay down and mine to take up again. And he came of his own free will and died for for the sins of mankind, behold, John Cena, the Lamb of God, that take it away the sins of the world. And when that sin was laid upon him, it separated him. So when he dropped his head and gave up the ghost on that cross, then his spirit was separated. It went into the very pit of hell for three days and three nights, and there he paid the penalty for man's sin. So Jesus died both physically and spiritually, but it was his spiritual death. Being separated from his father. Remember when he was made to be sin? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God couldn't look upon sin. There was a separation. And thank God he went into the pit of hell as a born again man. He was all God, but he was all man. And he didn't defeat the devil as a, as a God because God didn't sin. Adam sinned. Men sinned. He became a man, a human being. He humbled himself and became obedient to death. And three days and three nights, being separated from his father, a born, a man, a born again man in a pit of hell, after three days and three nights when he paid the price, thank God he came alive in the street. He was born again in the very pit of hell. The Bible calls him the firstborn among many brethren. And he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and said, Hallelujah, I'll lock this place up. No man have to go to hell. No man have to die and be separated from me. Why? Because he crossed over and he was separated from his father. But after he was raised from the dead, you can read it in the first book of the uh, chapter of Hebrews. He said, again will I be to him a father. And again will he be to me a son. What do you mean again? When were they separated? When sin separated. Hallelujah. Whose sin was it? His sin? No, our sin. So now, in order for any person who want to receive Jesus, they don't have to be separated from God. Hallelujah. He said, I'm he that was dead, but behold, I'm alive forevermore. Now look at this statement. Then spiritual death then, now that we understand it, you know, because a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, I'm alive. I don't know Jesus. I'm a, yeah, you're physically alive, but spiritually you're separated from God. Jesus said you must be born again. You was born one time of the flesh in the sin. But Jesus said, marvel not, you must be born again. And so this is the message, the simple message that the devil tried to hide from the world. Hallelujah. All you got to do is accept Jesus now. But we just read it. Thou shalt confess with thy mouth. Jesus, come in tomorrow. I believe in my heart. God, raise you from there. You can be saved. Hallelujah. You can be put back in fellowship with God because Jesus is the mediator. He the go-between. Just by that simple prayer right there. Pray at any time. You don't have to wait till the end of the broadcast. Hallelujah. And here he says, spiritual death then is separation from God. And Adam's sin was what separated Adam's sin and he was separated from God. When God created Adam, look at here, spiritual death is separation from God. Adam said he was separated from God. When God created Adam, he was in his own image, in his own likeness, and he was in fellowship with God. The Bible says God came down and walked and talked with him in the cool of the day. But after Adam committed high treason and sin, that sin caused him to be spiritually separated from God. Again, I'm going to explain that to you. 
all these trees you may freely eat of, but the day that you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. Well, the Bible says Eve ate and paid, came, turned and gave it to the husband, and he, he did eat. Well, did he fall dead? No. So what was he talking about? The day you eat is going to separate you from me, Adam. Sin separates, and that's why the devil tries to push men and women to sin. He knew it separates us from God. But thank God Jesus came and shed his blood to atone for our sin, to cover our sin in the Old Testament. But not only did his blood atone, it remitted, it done away with it, praise God. He remembered our sins and iniquities anymore. And so sin is why the Bible says that is what separated us between the veil. Man could not go in the holies of holies where the presence of God was in the Old Testament, where the, where the Shekinah glory of God and the mercy seat and, the, and, and the, the Ark of the Covenant, only a priest could go behind there because there was a veil. And that veil represented sin. But thank God after Jesus' death, hallelujah, the Bible says the veil of the temple was written to, praise God, symbolizing that God had made a way for man to be reunited to him. His name was Jesus, hallelujah, by shedding his blood. He tore the veil and opened up the door, opened up heaven gates to whosoever will choose him. If they choose not to sin, but accept him. So we don't have to be separated from God. Amen. I want you to get that. So when Adam ate of that tree, ate of that fruit, the Bible says he died spiritually. He was separated from God. So there had to come a last Adam, if you please, another Adam, just like him, who would pay the same price, prove the same test to reconcile man back. And his name was Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He was called the second Adam. Everything that the first Adam fell at, Jesus came. What was Adam's first temptation? The desire to eat something. And when he did, he failed that test. He ate of that fruit. And when he did, the light was turned off on the inside. His spirit was exposed to sin. And Satan's nature went inside of every man. And every man is born in sin. When Jesus came on the scene, the Bible talks about on the Mount of Temptation, first thing the devil tempted him with, if you be the Son of God, command these stones to be turned into bread. And what happened? He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but about every word. He passed the test that Adam fell, praise God. What is he doing? He's redeeming mankind. He's coming to pay the price so that we don't have to be spiritually separated from God. Look at, look at this. Look what he did in Hebrews 2. Verse 9, this is so powerful, the Amplified Bible. Look at this, what he did. The Bible says, but we are able to see Jesus, who was ranked just a little lower than the angels for a little while, crowned with glory and honor because of having suffered death. Get it? He died. He died. He was separated from God. He took out sin, sickness, and disease. Everything. As a result of Adam's sin, he became a curse. And having suffered death in order, look why I did it. That by the grace, meaning you can earn it, you're not good enough to get it. No one deserves it but God's unmerited favor of God to us sinners. Here it is. That he might experience death for every individual person. Good God Almighty. 
every individual person, every white man, black man, Chinese, Japanese, Italian, German, Greek, it doesn't matter. In Christ, it doesn't, there is no gender. Every individual person, no one has to go to hell. Why? He experienced death for them. That thing that separated you, that's got you, sir, it's not your lying. It's not your stealing. It's not your drugs. It's not your partying. It's not your, your pornography. It's not all of this drinking and smoking that's separating you from God. It's you rejecting Jesus. Notice he's already experienced death for you and I. Every individual person. I don't care where you are in the world. The price has been paid. Black man, white man, Scandinavian man, Swedish, German, Australia. It doesn't matter what part. If you're in this world, Jesus has already paid the price for you. And you don't have to be separated from God because he became sin for us and he experienced death. So when he died on that cross, someone said, were you there? When they crucified my Lord, were you there when they crucified my... Yeah, I was there. It was my sin. It was your sin. Surely, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastise of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So he's already paid the price. So since the price has been paid, when a man chooses Jesus, praise God, he's reconciled to God because he's already paid the price. Every, any man can come to God. God so loved the world that whosoever believed in him, that, that, that who, any man should not perish but have everlasting life. The same Lord is rich to all that call upon him. Hallelujah. That's the good news of the gospel, folks. This is what Easter Sunday morning is all about. It's not just about a bunny rabbit. It's not about Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail. Don't get mad at me because I'm messing with your religion. I'm just trying to tell you it's about the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus and the awesome price that he paid so that you can be free this morning. So that you, didn't have to, you don't have to sit at home worried about some, some coronavirus. virus. You don't have to worry about death. Why? He conquered death by the resurrection. You don't have to worry about sickness and disease. You don't have to worry about lack. He made a way out of nowhere. And he's still making a way for his people. Why? He has experienced death for every individual person. That's why you must make him your individual savior. Mama can't do it for you. Daddy can't do it for you. You can't be saved because you sing on the choir because you usher. It's about accepting that price that he paid. Look at that one more time. The suffering of death, and he did it by the grace of God, unmerited favor. God commended his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He was spiritually separated. He said, Father, I'll go down and become like they are, even though I'm all God and all man. I'll become like they are, and I will experience death, hallelujah, so that no man, I'll come over on their side and bear their sin, and after I'm born again, I'll open up the door to where any man can come to you by choice now. He got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Somebody need to praise God right in their home. Amen. I'm talking about that. Remember, that's your church. 
You and your children need to be uh, in church right now. Praise God. Giving God the glory for the awesome price that Jesus has paid for you and I. Look at Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. So if you're separated from God, it's because you choose to be. You don't have to be. Jesus, have, have, Jesus is the mediator. He's the go-between now. He said, I'm the way to the Father. I've, been, I've paid the price. You don't have to die with sin, sickness, and disease. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5. One single verse. Verse 12. Romans 5. Verse 12 says this. Wherefore, by one man's, by one man, who is that? Adam, sin entered into the world. And death by sin. So death passed upon some men, most men, Chinese men, German men, all men. All men, sin affected everyone. Just like the coronavirus is affecting the whole world. That's the same thing sin did. It infected the whole, all men, the Bible says. It passed upon all men. For all have sin, or they are sinners. Now watch this. I want you to look at this from the Amplified. This is so powerful. Good God Almighty. Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, who is that? Adam. One man said, and it's just like the coronavirus. I, we ain't going to put it on no one. Let's don't start naming a country and it came for this person, that person. But it did start from somebody. And it has affected the whole world. One man. And the Bible says death as a result of sin. So death, what death? Spiritual death. Separate, everyone was separated from God. We were all going to hell. We didn't have a savior. And plus natural death as a result of being separated from God. No one being able to stop it. Stop what? Sin and his power, death and his power. Or escape his power. No man up until Jesus could escape death power because all men had sinned. You remember Psalms 55? I'm going to show it to you in a minute. Uh, 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 Psalm 51, I think, verse 5. David said, Behold, I was born in shape in iniquity and in sin. Did my mother conceive me? I came here messed up. I came here with a sin nature. No man could escape it. It don't matter what your color is. It, don't, it was born in our nature because of one man's sin. But thank God, Jesus came, hallelujah, and the Bible says he bore our death for us. He, was, he broke the power of death. He came up on a tomb and said, I got the keys of hell and death. You don't have any more power. If you choose me, you can escape hell. You can escape sickness. You can escape this world. There's a way out. But up until then, no man, no man was able to stop it. No man, no prophet. None of the Old Testament saints, none of the New Testament saints, because all their blood was tainted. It took the precious blood of the spotless Lamb of God. And the Bible says here, then we'll put up this statement, so then Adam's sin infected, same way the coronavirus, infected some men, no, all men. Death reigned over some men, no, 
over all men. Death was then unstoppable. No one could stop it. Spiritual death. So Satan thought that he had mankind in a trap and that God had lost his family. Because when he caused Adam to sin, he said, oh, my God, hallelujah, I'll be Lord over this whole earth. I'll be the God of this world because no one can stop death. But he didn't know about Jesus, praise God. It was a mystery hidden God. Look at, look, look at Psalms 51.5. Behold, I was brought forth in a state of iniquity. See, you couldn't escape it. My mother was sinful who conceived me. I, too, am sinful. This is David. He said, behold, I was born and shaped in iniquity. No one could escape it until Jesus came, praise God. The Bible says that through death, he destroyed him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Once he paid the price, thank God, went, went down in the pit of hell and for three days and three nights. See, it's not just what he did on the cross. That was just the beginning of the, the, the redemptive work. The spirit inside was just the beginning of the redemptive work. The, the cat of nine tails with, with, the, with the, the Roman torture weapons on each, on each of the nine straps that would wrap around his body and turn to his flesh. That was just the beginning. The thorns in his skull, it was just the beginning of redemptive work. The spear in his side, the, the Roman crucifixion spikes in his wrist and in his, that was just the beginning. The real victory wasn't on the cross. The real victory was the three days and three nights in the pit of hell when he was separated from God. For you and I bore our sin, bore our sickness, and after three days got up out of there, hallelujah, and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Sport principalities, sport powers. The Bible says he took all of Satan's armor that he trusted in, stripped him of the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he come up out of there, praise God, and said, now all power being given unto me and in heaven and earth and behold I give you the power you have a choice now you want to escape he'll choose me that's where the victory was at no one has stopped it up until Jesus came because we were all infected by sin we came here infected and so if by one man's sin death came upon all men by one man's righteousness praise God death the Bible says the free gift of grace came upon all men. Justification of light came upon all men. I wouldn't mind someone pull that up right, right now because I think that is, oh, my God, what is that? Romans uh, 5, uh, verse 17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in this life. It will seem unfair that I'm going to be punished for something another man did. I didn't say Adam did. Why I got to be punished? Why I got to go to hell? Well, God is just. He said, you don't. That's why one man was the key to the fall, but one man is going to be the key to redemption. His name is Jesus. That's why we love him so much. He rose from the dead, victory over death, hell, and the grave. Look at Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. So we rejoice this morning hallelujah we have the victory it's in Christ Jesus victory over death victory over coronavirus victory over sin victory over bondage he bought all hallelujah made a way out of no way so that every man can go free if he chooses to be free praise God look at Hebrews chapter 2 look exactly what he did he said no man could escape his power 
That is until Jesus came on the scene. And then in Hebrews chapter 2, we're going to look at this in, in the uh, King James only. Hebrews chapter 2, look at verse 14 and 15. So Jesus said, all right, man has been infected by sin. So I'm going to have to come down there and become like them. I'm going to bear their sins, going to pay the price of what's separating them from God. And I'm going to put the power of Satan to stop. See, no man could stop it because Satan was at that time the God of his world. But look at verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, in other words, human being, he himself took part of the same. The word became flesh. Amen. Got in Mary's womb and was born of a virgin. That through that, what thou being separated from God by dying in our place, he might destroy him that had the power of them. No man had the power to stop it until Jesus came. And he paid the price, hallelujah. The devil thought that Jesus had sinned. He took a sin-free, uh, uh, sinless man into the pit of hell. And so he was in there illegally. In order to go to hell, you had to sin. But thank God after three days and three nights, Jesus rose up from the dead, took the keys of death, hell, and the great about says he destroyed him. Not just, that word means paralyze him. Stop them in his track. No one had the power to stop it until Jesus came on the scene. Hallelujah. And I want you to know, praise God, when Jesus was raised from the dead after three days and three nights, the party didn't stop. Satan, you know how he is. Everyone, hell saying, you're so wonderful. You killed the son of God. Oh, the one that healed the sick. The one that raised the dead. Hell saying, the one that cast out devil. Oh, hell saying. But he got to remember, he didn't kill, the devil didn't kill him, neither did the Romans. He said, my life is mine to lay down, it's mine to take up again. And after the price was paid, thank God he was made alive in the spirit. And he took the keys of death, hell, and, and destroyed him that had, not have, had the power of death. Satan can't keep you bound. Can't, Satan can't keep you separated from God. Well, who, who had the power then if the devil had it? The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, the power of life and death is in your tongue. All you got to do is confess with your mouth, Jesus, as Lord. Ah, you just broke the power of death, glory. Hallelujah. You notice when you chose to accept Jesus, all the drugs, all the alcohol, all the dope, all the bondage in the world couldn't, couldn't hold you in there. When you said, Jesus, come into my heart, I believe in my heart God raised you from the dead. The power of life and devil was in your tongue. You confess him as Lord and you were born again. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things was passed when all things became new and all things are of God. Glory be to God. You need to start shouting. Don't take your salvation for granted. Because death was unstoppable until Jesus came. We were all destined to a devil's hell. But thank God through death, he destroyed him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Now look why he did it. Look at verse 15. And conjunction. Deliver them. Who them? You and I, Ronald is and everybody else that had been infected by sin. Deliver them who through fear of death, fear of being separated from God, not only just dying in the flesh by being shot or killed. The reason people fear that is because they know they're not saved. So I don't, now, hey, I don't fear death. I'm not separated from God. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. 
Oh, what if I die without God? What if I get shot? What if I die in the army? What if I get killed in a car wreck? What that's, that's, that's what tor- fear has torment. And people that's not saved, people that's not born again, that's why they get high, do drugs, alcohol. They're trying to forget about the miserable state of mind they're in. And the drugs and the alcohol and the success and the party, when you've done all that, you're still in bondage. You're all your lifetime subject. The only way you can escape the bondage of death is by accepting Jesus Christ. So I'm going to give you a chance right now because I believe the Holy Ghost, I believe I made this thing Plain. I don't even want to share another scripture, praise God. If you're not saved, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus has prayed the price for you. I don't care who you are, where you are. He's tasted death for every man. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray with me. I confess you as Lord of my life. I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. I don't seek the living among the dead. He is alive. Jesus, come into my heart and live in me. I receive you as Lord and Savior. I repent of all sin. Wash me with your blood. Thank you, Jesus, for coming on the inside. I believe it in my heart and confess with my mouth, I'm saved. Praise God. Now start rejoicing. Start praising God. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. Member, friend, partner, covenant friend, I don't care where you're streaming from. If you prayed that prayer, start rejoicing. And I want you to call or write us. They'll give you some information. Our number is 336-88-56727. 336-88-56727. Leave your name. Leave someone to pray that. We want to know about your new experience in Christ Jesus that you've been saved now and get some material to you. Praise God. Come on, let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah for everything that he's doing all over the land. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. He has delivered us that we don't have to live the rest of our life subject to the fear of the coronavirus, fear of lack, fear of the, any type of fear. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and Death. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So then no person didn't have to die spiritually if they choose Jesus Christ as Lord of their life because the power of life and death is in your tongue now. God gives you a choice. If Satan had his way, he wouldn't give you no choice. He'll kill everybody. The thief came to kill, steal, and to destroy, but I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, as we get ready to bring this thing to a close, look at Acts chapter 2. Because I've been referring to Jesus going to hell. I know that upset some of y'all religious folks about, well, wait a minute now. I, I, Jesus, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus went to hell. And if you don't believe that, you got to go. Are you listening to me? He took our place. Bible says hell has enlarged itself. Hell was not created for people. The hell was created for the devil and his angels. But he's taking men there with them because they're rejecting Jesus. As I said, you're lying, you're cheating, you said, that's not what's, what's causing people to go there. It's you rejecting Jesus. And if you prayed that prayer, thank God you're on your way to heaven. Amen? Now look at Acts chapter 2. I want you to see it from the scripture. I'm not going to preach you anything that's not in the word of God. Look at verse 22, Acts 2, verse 22 to 24. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, the man approved of God among you. By miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, yourselves, watch this, 
also know that he being delivered by determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye taken and with by wicked hands you crucified and slain. Wherefore God has loosed him from the pains of death. Now hold it. Let's just stop right there. Because I've heard people say, well, no, Jesus just went into paradise, the bosom of Abraham. No, in paradise, that man who was in the bosom of Abraham was comforted. The Bible says, loose from the pains of death. He went down in the very pit of hell because it was not possible that he should be holding by death. Death couldn't hold him. He went not just to paradise. He went in the very region of the damned. He went in Satan's domain for you and I and three days and three nights paid the price. Put this up and amplify. We're talking about victory of Jesus by resurrection over death. You men of Israel, listen to what I've said to you. Jesus announces a man accredited and appointed out and shown forth and commended, attested by you and by God, and by the mighty works and the power of performing wonders and signs by God work through him right in your midst, as you yourself know. And Jesus was delivered up according to the definite fixed purpose and settled plan, the foreknowledge of God that you crucified and put out of the way, killing him by hands of lawless and wicked men. But God has raised him up. Why seek ye to live it among the dead? He's alive. God raised him up from where? Liberating him from the pangs of death. Raised him up from hell. Don't tell me he just went in the bosom of Abraham. He went there where to suffer pain for, for, for our sins and our, our misdeeds. Seeing that it was not possible for him to continue. Watch this, I love it. To be controlled or contained by it. No man had escaped death, but it couldn't control, nor could it retain Jesus, praise God. Because when God was satisfied that the price was paid, his spirit went inside of his spirit. He was justified in the spirit, born again in the pit of hell, and death couldn't control him. It couldn't hold him there. It didn't have the power to. Glory be to God. Someone said, well, wait a minute. No, you wait a minute. And read verse 27 from the King James. Acts 2, 27. Because, here it is, plain, thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Mm -mm -mm. Neither wilt thou suffer your Holy One to see corruption. In other words, what the devil was trying to do when this body, when he was in a pit of hell, for three days and three nights paying the price for our misdeeds and our sin, Satan was trying to corrupt his body. You heard about Lazarus. They talk about his body has already begun to be corrupted. In other words, it began to deteriorate, stench set in. And that's what the devil was trying to do. But notice what God said. But God raised, verse 27, you will not abandon my soul, leave it, it helpless in Hades. Jesus went to hell. He went to Hades, hell, nothing name for Hell for you and I. Hallelujah. What love, praise God. That state of departed spirits. Nor let your Holy One know decay 
or see destruction of the body after death. Satan did his best to corrupt that body and cause decay. The Satan before his spirit came back up and picked it up. But because the word was made flesh, death couldn't hold him. Death couldn't retain him. After three days and three nights, he took the keys. Boy, he was just, I'm talking about hell was parting, but the parting ceased when he came alive. And every demonic spirit, he spoiled principalities and powers. Took the keys of death, hell, and the grave from Satan himself. Walked up to Satan and took the crown that he had stole for Adam. And took it off his head and put it on his head. The crown that he stole. And he said, praise God, I'm king of kings and I'm lord of lords. And behold, all power in heaven that came out of that tomb and announced to the world, no man had to die. No man had to be separated from God because I paid the price. I have personally experienced death for every man on the planet. Every man that was born at that time and would ever be born, the price has been prayed and his name is Jesus. Praise God. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And now any man can come to the Father. So we can see right there his soul was not left in hell. So I want to say this as we get close to closing here. Look at this statement. So death and hell could not hold Jesus down. Huh? It, death, held other men, did it not? No man could escape his power. Hare Krishna, Muhammad. Buddha, Mr. Any other man, I don't know a one, maybe, maybe I don't know who died during their lifetime and got back up. No, death held them there, and it's death gonna keep on holding. Jesus is the only man that came, laid down his life, paid the price, died, was spiritually and physically separated, died spiritually and physically for you and I, and after three days and three nights, got up. Hallelujah. Death and hell could not hold Jesus down. It held other men. Look at 1 Corinthians then, chapter 15, verse 55 through 57. I want you to get this. I want to leave something with you. So when he come up out of that grave, look what he said. Now these words don't mean, oh, death. Good God Almighty. Where is your sting? Just hold that there. Oh, grave, where are your victory? I want you to get that. Oh, death, where is your sting? The next verse is going to say the sting of death is sin. Don't, 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 don't go to it. See, the reason death sting is because your sins have separated you from God. When you accept Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, you accept the price he paid for your sins, and there's no longer separation between you and God. You are reconciled or brought back into fellowship with God, and death has no sting to a Christian. Matter of fact, Paul said concerning those that sleep, that's why when you find people that's born again, most of the time you go and visit them in the service, you open the casket, they got a little smile on their face. You know why? Hallelujah, there ain't no sting there. Hallelujah, there's no fear in dying to a Christian. We don't die, we just go to sleep in him. And all of us ain't gonna die because the Bible says we which are alive and remain gonna be caught up. There's some of us, I plan on being one of them, gonna be alive when he come, praise God. Because with long life, he gonna satisfy me. Hallelujah, the sting Oh, grave, where is your victory? Grave has held so many people down. They can't get up. Jesus is the only man. At the two days, the angel said, why seek ye the living among the dead? They rolled the stone away and he come up out of that tomb. Victory over death, hell, and the grave. Now keep going. For the sting 
of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. You know why, 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 why sinners crowd and, and hate and torment it? Because they're sin. They're separated from God. You don't want to die separated from God. Because when you do, you don't go in the presence of God to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. That is, if you made Jesus Christ Lord of your life. But if you haven't accepted him to be absent from the body, ain't no cute way to be present with the devil. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to kid you. I ain't got time to play with you. There's no purgatory, man. There ain't no 76 somewhere. You're either going up or down. And, and I didn't create it that way. And God is a just God. That's why he's made the way for every man to be born again. You don't have to suffer the sting of death, which is sin. And look at verse 57. I won't leave this with you. But thanks be unto God. We're talking about victory over death by the resurrection of Jesus. Thanks be unto God, which gives us, who? We that accepted Jesus Christ. The victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why we don't have to fear coronavirus. We don't have to fear sickness and disease. We don't have to fear anybody or anything else. Because God has given you and I the victory through Jesus. That's why we can celebrate and we can live in peace on this Easter Sunday morning. Knowing that whatever is dead, God can quicken it and cause it to come alive. I don't care what it is, whether it's your physical body, by his stripes you were healed. He defeated sickness and disease. If it's your finances, he became poor that through our poverty we might be rich. And God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by our son Christ Jesus. See, the law of sin and death included lack, shortages, all of that. Man didn't have any lack until he sinned. God put him in a garden and he was amply supplied. And he could use his faith and what he, whatever he, God had given him all types of seed. And he said, go and be fruitful and, and cause the earth to rebud and replenish itself until sin affected everything. And then it was by the sweat of his brow. That's when he began to have to work and, and scrap and try, the ground wouldn't produce. Women, before, uh, you know, Adam sinned, there would be no pain in childbirth. But that was part of it. He said, Eve, because you've done this, you're going to bring forth children in pain. And so God wants us to be free from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13, being made a curse for us that the blessing of Abraham might come on our life. Thanks be unto God, which gives us the victory. So I want you to start saying, I have the victory this morning. I have victory over death, victory over sin, victory over life, victory over the works of the devil. I can do all things through Christ Jesus which strengthened me. Thank God I'm going to celebrate Easter, not just on this Sunday morning, but every day of my life because he lives in me. He's alive in me, praise God. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same life that he gave me and breathed in me when I was born again. He breathed the life of God into my spirit and I became a new creature, praise God. And we walk and we live in resurrection power it's not just something we celebrate on one Sunday you know during the year praise God but we walk and live the resurrected life hallelujah praise God so if you didn't be risen with Christ set your mind your affections on things above where God is where the at the right hand of God because that's where God has raised us up church family I trust that you have a wonderful rest of the day Enjoy that home-cooked meal. You women that wasn't lazy got up and cooked for your children instead of opening up that can of pork and beans. Enjoy it, praise God. Hallelujah. Have a wonderful